spirit to that song. The first time I ever heard it, I just wept. And I listened to it again, and I wept again. And I just thought, and if you've ever seen the video of it, it actually relates showing pictures of the Jews coming back into their homeland. And I thought that same spirit, that same God is doing that for a bride. We're so grateful to have that. God bless you. Good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Welcome you all. The visitors have been made welcome already. Let's just go directly to the word tonight. Thank you for the, the singing, the musicians. I invite you to turn to the book of John, chapter 8. John, chapter 8. Brother Kevin Ahenikiu is here sitting alone because his wife has left him. <laughs> Got to be careful how you say some of these things because... <laughs> But she's back in the Philippines. He sent a, a photograph that she made it well, and she's doing okay. And, well, we'll see how Brother Kevin does for a couple of weeks because he'll be joining her in a couple of weeks. But for now, we, we remember you in prayer, Brother Kevin. <laughs> John chapter 8, if you will. John chapter 8, verse 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Now, I, if I should have just paraphrased it, this is just after Jesus had, um, they had caught a woman in adultery, and uh, he had reached He'd gone beyond the levels of the law to go to a seed. And, uh, and now the Pharisees are there, and, and, and now he's speaking to them. I am the light of the world. The Pharisees, therefore, in verse 13, said, Thou bearest record of thyself, but thy record is not true. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true, for I know whence I came and whether I go, and you cannot tell whence I came and whether I go. Now, if you, if you know, many times Jesus would make sayings that if you took them literally by carnal thinking, they, they would appear to be so off track. You know, he, he would say, you tear down this temple, I'll build it up again. He was referring to this temple, his earthly temple. But they thought it was the other temple. He didn't bother trying to explain it. Brother Branham would say in perfect faith, he was a mystic to the people. 
So, let me just take the next part. Verse 15. You judge after the flesh. I judge no man. And yet, if I judge, my judgment is true. For I am not alone, but I and the Father that sent me. So there was a flesh temple, but inside of him was the Spirit of God. And I would like to say to you today, you have a flesh temple, but also inside of you is the Spirit of God. Okay, let's go over to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We will... Take this in verse 14. For the love of Christ constraineth us. Because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves but unto him which died for them and rose again. Verse 16, Wherefore henceforth we know, know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Now this is Paul speaking He himself never met Jesus in the flesh, but he was dealing with people that had known him in the flesh. And and he was trying to get them to look beyond the flesh. So he says, we know no man after the flesh. Now from henceforth on, because the Holy Ghost had come. So he, he would say it. Verse 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature Old things are passed away, and he says, behold, all things are become new. I would just stop the reading there, and I would uh, just like to just have a word of prayer. Let's just bow our heads. Heavenly Father, Wednesday night, we want to thank you for this gathering, for the songs that are sung, for every brother and sister that's here, those that are listening in. Father, we thank you for the Spirit of God that still dwells on the earth today. Father, we can see Jesus because we see him in his people. And I thank you for the brothers and sisters that are here. I thank you for that which governs our lives, that which constrains us, that which is a living and moving being within us. Father, may you help us as we journey in this journey that we may know more of you, your ways, the way of the Spirit in the believer. I pray your blessing now on these thoughts. Ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may have your seats. I will also read from Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4 in verse 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and the marrow 
and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. There is a obvious uh, distinction we can all make between the flesh and the spirit realm. The, the flesh we can see by natural characteristics. We have five senses that contact that. And, and, and the spirit that's within everybody, as far as I know, most people that are born on the earth have two eyes. They have a nose. They have a mouth. They have two ears. They have a certain stature that's in. But the spirit that's within those vessels is there, there's billions of, of different manifestations based on the spirit within. So, so, and then I would go a step further from the spirit to the soul realm, that is even harder to see. And it's even harder for us to be able to detect within ourselves. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 6. A couple of weeks ago I took this and I'm, 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 I'm going back to it. Um, I'll just background a little bit. This has always been uh, such a, a, a scripture to the Ephesian church, the, the church that we would call the model church, the word church. They didn't have the problems seemingly that the Corinthians did or the Galatians did. And yet, um, all of those were Christian churches. They were believing churches, but they had different issues. But the Ephesian church, this was their last Admonition, verse 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So we, we could say the same thing today. Um, how many would say they've been in a battle? Um, Brother Greg, I think you said it so well. Every day brings a new battle. Every day brings a new challenge. The enemy just doesn't lay down. He just keeps going. But neither does God. God is also there. There's a spirit within us that we say, even though he comes and buffets against us, we would say God is there. So the battle we've been in, and if I'd ask you, I asked how many had a battle, how many took up arms, naturally speaking? How many took up a sword or a gun or a knife? That's not the kind of battle we're talking about. The battle is a battle of the mind. And it, is, it has been intensified, it has been magnified in the day that we live in, and it comes at us in so many different ways. And, and that battle is continual, and it's always around us. So now Paul would go a step further, and he would say in verse 13, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand, stand therefore, and now... He gives the believer seven elements of protection. And I won't dwell on all of these. I really want to get down to the last one. But he said, having your loins girt about with truth. The loins being where your strength is. The loins being where your stability is. 
Uh, I, I'm not part of Brother Jerry's uh, Fox. He's, he helps some brothers with weightlifting, and he talks always about your core and strengthening up your core because so much revolves around your core. But spiritually, it's the same thing. We need a center of stability in the age we live in. How many remembers when Brother Branham would talk about um, those great fearful waves around us? I, I'll tell you, that got even greater to me when I looked at some of the pictures of Florida and I looked at how the waves came in and the destruction and the things that were done. And, and, and I mean, that's fearful. I, 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 I would say, I'm glad I live in the cold north when it comes to something like that. <laughs> And not many of us can say that. I, I see some of you are begrudgingly saying that. But any, anyway, Brother Branham would say this in Christ Reveal. It's always been outstanding quotation to me. Great fearful waves are out before us, but we know beyond the wave we're nearing the shore. We're nearing the shore. Just stay stable. Stay in the Word. Stay with God. And he makes this statement, no matter how you feel. My, no matter how you feel. I, I, I don't feel that great sometimes when I look at the world around me, but that's the spirit realm. That's the fear. That's, that's the things that are coming around us. He said, stay right with the word. And then he says this, let it stay stable. When you see these great big old clouds and storms coming and atomic bombs, our stabilizer is right straight in the Word. And what's our greatest battle? To read our Bible and pray every day. But that's your stabilizer. I mean, we, we love to go to a convention. We love to, to go to special meetings. And we need those things. But it, it's, I always liken that to, to eating out. I, I, I would like to go and eat out and experience different foods and try different foods. But I'll tell you what, your, your real strength comes from your home cooking. Your, that, that's your staple diet. That's who you really are. And you need that. You can't, you, we, as much as we enjoy special meetings and all of these other things, somewhere we need a stability. We need a place that we come to individually. And as families, and, and the church is no greater than the families that attend the church. So we need that stability, and, and uh, our stabler, stabilizer is right straight in the Word. Now, I, I won't go further with that, but I, I just use that, speaking of the loins, girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I, I, I would really love to take time, but I'm not going to do that today. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. But I live in, I live in Laodicea. I live in a time when there's all kinds of things going on. I live in a time when one of the world's so-called superpowers is talking nuclear now. And I'll tell you what, the bear, as they would call Russia, a bear is one thing, but a wounded bear is another thing. Because a wounded bear will do erratical things. 
and, it, and it's starting to look erratical, re, starting to look like there's not the stability we all thought there was. And, and, and I would say a leader who wants to leave a mark, he might leave a mark. This might be the guy that actually orders them to push the button. Because he's, he's increasingly, there's a lot of characteristics that are showing up. So he says, you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts and take the helmet of salvation. I know whom I believed. I am saved, no matter what the devil tries to tell me. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So my, my subject tonight is holding the sword of the Spirit. Now, we, we would take the sword and we would say, that's the Word of God and I'll hold it and I'll slice and I'll do whatever. But the Bible says, holding the sword of the Spirit. So there's a nature that it takes to hold the Word of God. It's not given, revelation is not given into our hands if we're not mature enough to hold the Word of God properly. So we need to exercise the manner in which we receive the Word, hold the Word, use the Word. Okay? Now the next, the last verse is verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. I want to read this. This is how Brother Branham would talk in a message lifting him out of history. We're standing tonight on the brim watching come to pass and unfolding two great scenes, the ending of history, and the other one is the ending of time. Many men through the ages has longed to see this hour. And as we sit here, we're living in one of the grandest times that man has ever been permitted to live. It's the closing out of time, the blending in of eternity. And he would say there's not too much history that needs to be written because I don't think it'll ever be used. Now he would go on say both of these great events are running into shallow waters. Now we're running out the national crisis. Natural, national security is running into shallow water. And it seems as I travel the world, not only our nation, but there is no, no nation that knows just what to do. It seems like there's turmoil everywhere. I go to Africa. They're all afraid of an uprise. Communism sweeping the land. I go to Switzerland, the same. All the nations, there's an unsettled peace. And I would say if it was that way then, it's that way now. Now, I, I realize I'm speaking to many of us that have heard this all of our lives. And, and, and I've heard this, Brother Ed, I understand this, I know this. And, and sometimes there just begins to be a little bit of, well, I, I see it that way. Because of our memory, I've heard that tape, I've, or I, I've heard that before. I've heard these quotes used from this pulpit before. But, but there is within you a spirit. And the spirit, it, it, it's not... 
it, it, it is activated by your walk with God, by your relationship with God, by your prayer life. Now, now you have an ability. Now, you, your soul, if your soul is not predestinated, but your 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 the seed gene that God put in there, that there's a predestinated part. You can't help seeing, you can't help believing, but yet you still are governed by faith and unbelief in that realm. And, and yet the way we give ourselves to that, because the soul doesn't live in itself, the soul needs a spirit to be within. And your spirit needs a body. So there has to be an outworking, there has to be something to hold these things, but the great battle is within the spirit realm. And whatever way we yield ourselves opens the channel for God to work with us and speak with us. And that's the greatest battle for the believer. It's harder for the preacher to study. It's harder for you all to find time to read your Bible. It's, there's more pressure. There's more things to do. But the, but, and, and then not only that, but amidst the busyness of our life, there is more of an effort to keep our spirit clean. And I would say not defiled, but just so many things that process it. I, I'm, I'm amazed as I was just studying the last few hours even coming up here. I'm, I'm getting like texts from people that should have contacted me last week, but they wait till Wednesday afternoon, 3 o'clock when I'm studying and spending all my time. It, it, I, I just think, what anoints that? <laughs> and I think, well, that's a good sign, I think, in one way. But another way I say, I, I, I need to keep my spirit clean we need to have a place that we keep our spirit clean and, and, and that we know it's not just our human spirit, okay? That, but it's God's spirit that's overriding us. I'm, I'm, I'm moving into this slowly just, just to take this. Now, um, I, I, I don't want to, I, I want to take just a moment just on, on, on a brief overview on a, Maybe a greater level, but I want to come down to here where we're at. Now, so we've heard where we're at, and, and, and we can see things that are going on. And, and, and there's things where Brother Branham would say, you know, he would talk about the kings and, and dictators. It's getting shallower. Every nation could be laid to powder. And he talks about home life and juvenile delinquency and all of these different things. And, and he moves into a message I had in my notes for Sunday, but it's, it's the voice of God in these last days. And, and it, it, it's, it's, it's always been certain quotes that have always held to me and jumped out to me. And Brother Branham would say, there's so many voices in the earth, and they can deaden the voice of the supernatural. There's so many intellectual voices, great voices of mighty men, that in their intellectual conditions, they can even shake the nations. You know, I, one of, uh, one of the, the greatest, like if you've ever watched some of the speeches of Adolf Hitler, there was a powerful anointing. He had the ability to raise a crowd and just bring them out. You know, and, 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 it, and, and it was all for an evil cause. But he actually took a whole nation and brought a world to war that way. And yet we know by the message, Feast of the Trumpets, that it was part of those 200,000 demons that were loosed on the earth, fell on a man. 
So we can look and we can look and say, well, Adolf Hitler was a mean man. But how did he get that way? It was a spirit that he opened up to. It was a spirit that brought him into a channel that he was used. So, so here's a whole key for us. And, and if, if that can happen that way, what about us if we lay ourselves open to what God has for us? So all, all of these things, he says, these are not just overnight people. And if you listen to them, you could get confused of how that these things go on and prosper. They raise up, they do these things. And now listen to how he says, and it causes the voice of God to be placed way back somewhere. Oh my. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you what, I have a casual interest in, in politics and in different things. But if I go too far down the road and I pick up and I, I watch a little bit of our, our parliament and question period, I'll tell you what, I, I get a little bit <clears throat> riled up. Because are they so childish that they can't answer a question? Like, like seriously? Do they not recognize? I mean, don't get me going there. But if I let myself go there, it actually takes me away from what God wants to do. So I, I learn to keep myself, as Paul said, I run the race, but I keep my body under subjection. And, and I'll allot myself a certain time to just look at some headlines, to do these things. But I don't want to go beyond that. Because it's bringing the whole world into a channel. There, there is, a, there is a, a powerful quote in the message, Patmos Vision. And Brother Branham would, would talk about how there's a great cataract ahead, and, 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 and it talks about how, you know, it, you, you don't want to get caught in the river too long. When, it, when the river gets beyond control, and you no longer have a time to get out anymore, you want to be able to hear the voice of God before you get caught into something you can't get out of anymore. It's a warning. You say, well, I'm a believer. I come to church. Yeah, but I'll, I'll tell you what. The influences around our lives, that as we spoke to the young people on Friday, they have ten times the temptation that we did. And, 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 and I think we need to pray with them. We need to keep channels of communication and not just say, well, I was a kid once. Well, you weren't a kid in the age that we were in. I wasn't a teenager in the age that they were in. I didn't have to deal with some of these things. But I, I would say, you see the world is getting swept up. And, and, and there's great forces that are, that are moving in the world. And, and Brother Bannon would talk about it. He said, the voice in the world of politics. It, it, he says, it, it's absolutely this great day of politics. You know, it's amazing to me how, how the nations, the Bible would say, how can two walk together except they be agreed? And there are nations that absolutely don't have things in common, but they're being brought together. And I believe it's fulfilling even like it was in the time of Jesus. When the word was on the scene, there was these two great leaders in that day. One was Herod and one was Pilate. And they were enemies. 
But on the day that Jesus was presented to them, the Bible says they became friends in that day. Now what brought them together? So there's things that are bringing the world together. It's a, it's a uniting time. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's an effort to bring things together. And, and there's great forces. I, I, I watched, you know, you watched maybe through COVID and things and the, the Black Lives Matter movement. And, and I, we, I, I watched our prime minister kneel with them. But he wouldn't kneel with, with others. And I, I'm just using this because it's not our fight in some respects. It's, but he would kneel with that and take up the cause. And I, and I just read an article that just came up today because a prominent black uh, individual in, in the community, he says, it's really all, it was all contrived and phony, is what he said. He, he said it was just a movement. And, and I watched within the ranks, even of the message, it affected people. And it caused them to be moved. Oh, I shall not be moved. I want to stand on the word of truth. I want to hold the sword of the Spirit. Let me, I really need to get to some things here today. But I I need to just say it this way. It's got to such a place that the word can become foreign to the people. They don't understand it. They're not trained to it. And if a trumpet gives an uncertain sound, who will know how to prepare himself for battle? People are trained to a church voice, a church trumpet. We got more in our church than they got, and it's comparative. It's looking that way. And he says, and they have great campaigns. They're interested in bringing them in. And he says, all of these voices, but just going back to what Brother Brandon would say, how will we know the voice of God? Because it was in a vindicated prophet, and that's the voice of God. It's a manifestation of the prophet's word, God's prophet, a true voice that brings back the real, living, supernatural God with his supernatural word and a supernatural manifestation of the true words. The other realms will almost deaden it out. Oh, friends. I, I, I'm, I'm holding back from getting what I wanted to get to, but I, I'm just trying to give a little bit of a background. Now, even the ideology that's been framed among people, the Bible says there'll come a time when they'll call good evil and they'll call evil good. That's the time we're living in right now. There's ideology, there is movements, there is, in, in their schools, the teaching of schools, the whole gender-based thing, all of these kind of things, they're all a part of what we're dealing with in this last day. And it, and it doesn't look like, oh, it's just a little thing out there. I'll tell you, it's a force. And it's moving against us. And that's why there has to be a token over our homes and what we stand for. And we need to know what we stand for. Now, I'm, I'm trying to bring a balance to this in a, in a moment. Um, let me just go to Luke 21 for a minute. And then, and if I can just turn to that, Luke chapter 21. This is also in Matthew 24, very similar parallel line of Scripture. <clears throat> and I would say in verse 28, and when these things begin to come to pass, then look up, lift up your heads, 
for your redemption draweth nigh. And he spoke unto them this parable. Behold the fig tree. The fig tree is Israel. And then he says, and all the trees. So all the nations. So watch Israel in particular, but look at all the other nations too. And now when they shoot forth, you see and know of yourselves that summer is now is now nigh at hand. So likewise, when you see these things come to pass, know that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. And I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. We need to continually put the word of God before us. We can spend a lot of time in seeing this and seeing this, but if you just stay in the Word of God, allow your thinking, allow your, your washing to be on what God says because there's a lot of ups and downs and you think, oh, there's this superpower and there's this and there's this, but, but watch the Word of God. And, and, and we see things coming to pass. So I, I, I'm, I'm using all of that in a, in a greater way, but now verse 33 and 34, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Verse 34, now, take heed to yourselves. So you can spend a lot of time looking out there, and when this happens, and when this happens, and when this happens. But he says, now, take heed to yourselves. Lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting. Now, you could, you could actually take that word and cup. Beware at any time, lest your hearts be charged, overcharged with surfing, the net. <laughs> you, we can spend a lot of time on these little devices. And I have found myself, I had a really interesting thing the other day. I went out and, and golfed with a brother just for a few hours, and I forgot my phone in the car. It was so liberating. I, I, like for, a, for a moment, I was, I was this tense. I thought, what if somebody's trying to get a hold of me? How are they going to get a hold of me? And I thought, forget it. It's Saturday. Saturday morning. It doesn't matter. And I'm just going to enjoy what I'm going to enjoy. But I'll tell you what. There's this nervousness that comes around even these devices. And I say, and, and we can get more nervous about that, leaving the device. And we can bypass leaving the word of God and not talking to God and not praying. I say, God help me that I don't get caught up in the tree, of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, but rather let me be enamored with the tree of life. Let me live such a life, Brother Benham said, let me live such a life with God that the least little bit of grieving, I would know it, I would feel it. Because my spirit would recognize it. Not my head, my spirit. I, 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 I have felt a need. Listen, if Brother Branham, the prophet to this age, if God would tell him to walk with me, to walk with me, you need to walk alone. You walk with too many. Now, I, I'm not saying you can't have friends. You can't, we need that. Some people are, are most social, do those things. But I'll say, there needs to be an element of a walk that we all have. And, and that takes, so said, so take heed to yourself, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness. Now, we're not drunken in, on wine and things like that, but the cares of life. And, and all of a sudden, you know, ah, I got to run out because, hey, I'm, I'm out of shampoo. 
Or I'm, I'm out of deodorant. I'm out of this. And, and we make that the priority. And sometimes there's greater things. And, and, and we're doing things. You know, we, we live in such a culture. I, 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 these are other thoughts, but I'm not going to come to them. But for this, for lest the day catch you unawares, verse 35, for as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the whole, on the face of the whole earth. Watch you therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things which shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Now, I'm, I'm not going to go too much further with that. I, I, I want to now just get into the heart of the thought here. In, in the message, Uniting Time and Sign, and this is a time of uniting, and I've appreciated over the last months, I think you, you, you've watched as, as our brother Max, God has led him into some of those thoughts, the other brothers, and, and, and Brother Branham would say in Uniting Time and Sign, we see things being united, we see it coming to pass, we see the nations uniting together, we see isms, we see churches, we see uniting, it's the spirit of the age, we've got to unite, everybody talks about being organized, and people are, are coming together. Now, in, 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 the, in, in the, the seals, we know that the powers that are coming together under the fourth seal are political powers and demon powers and religious powers. And I'll tell you one, the one we need to watch for is religious powers. Because we can see demon powers, we can see political powers, but I'll tell you what, somewhere in here, there is going to be a uniting, there's going to be an image to the beast, and there's a mark of the beast, and there's different things associated with that. Now he says, the Antichrist is not Russia, that's not the Antichrist. Now, Brother Bannon would say, the Protestants are making themselves ahead, there's an image coming to a beast. It's by uniting themselves together. That is the spirit of the age is uniting. And now he, he, he'll turn it. And, and, and if you listen to the message, Feast of the Trumpets and some of the, the ones there, Brother Brennan would talk about the pressure and the squeeze. The real pressure is when it comes against the message. When it comes against the word of God. Now he, he will say this in Uniting Time. They're uniting together trying to destroy the message. How are they destroying it? They destroy the word of God by making it of non-effect, by taking traditions as they did back there in the beginning, making the word of God of non-effect. Now, now, this is really the crux of where I'm, I'm just going now for the last part of the service. He will also say in God of this evil age, he says, these two opposing spirits are at work in this evil age. Very religious, Cain and evil, spirits coming to a head, one worshiping by beauty, by knowledge, by education, the other one by the faith of the revelation of the word of God. And then he makes this statement, both of them is standing right in this building this morning. Now, I, I, I need to say it because where is our battle? It's, it's not just out there, but it comes right to here. Okay, so now I, I need to take a little bit of time, so... When I look at the spirit of things and I look at truth, because the, 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 the sword of the spirit, it's just the word of the God, that's truth. And we want to hold it correctly. But the enemy is always such a slicker. And, and Brother Branham would say, there's always a way in the middle of the highway. 
That on one side, it, it borders that way you can go into a ditch. On the other side, that way you can go into a ditch. And I will say to all of us, if you're honest, you know at the times you've been pulled more into an emotional thing about it. And, and, and it's led you into a ditch. And sometimes that's not a good place to be. And other times you just get intellectual, a little bit starchy, and, and you're just riding along that way and you have no feeling. We've all been there. I, I, I'll raise both hands. And, and it's a battle to stay, stay there. Now, so here, here's, here's what happens. And I, I learned this by watching some of the politics. So they'll, they'll take and they'll bring a truth. Let's call, let's call it an idea. I won't call it a truth. I can't go that far uh, when I talk about that. But they'll bring a truth. or the, see, I said I wasn't going to say it and I said it. They'll bring an idea. And it's a good idea. Let me say that. But then, because they're from an, another camp and they've got power, somebody says, no, I don't like your idea. And they'll bring a truth or an idea that's way on the other end of things. I, I wish sometimes these politicians could say, hey, you know what? That's a, that's a good idea. We'll vote with you on that. But they can never bring themselves to that. Because there's too much pride, there's too much ego. But, but here's, here's the thought behind it, is there is a great polarization that happens. So what happens is somebody brings an idea this way, and somebody, to counteract it, they go all the way over here, even though they don't really believe it way over here. But I'm going to counteract what they're doing. And I say, we got to be careful because that's a spirit that's in the world today. And if you look at the United States of America, I'll tell you what, that's a polarized country. And, and, and there are people who say, well, I'm a, I'm a Democrat and you're not going to move me and I'm going to go this way. They're so far out on a limb and then the Republicans are so far on a limb. But I'll tell you what, sometimes both sides are wrong. The truth is in the middle. I, I don't agree with democracy and all those kind of things. But, but these are the things that happen. Let, let me give you an example. I, Brother Andrew and I were talking about this yesterday. If you would listen to the media and they talk about the war in Ukraine, well, Russia is made to be so evil and Ukraine is the good people. That's if you listen to the news in America. And, and you know, we kind of get, oh, those Russians. You know, and, 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 and we develop feelings. And, and, and yeah, I can't stand that. I, you know, and, but you know what? There's believers in Russia. And the believers in Russia, if they would listen to their news, they might have similar feelings towards Americans. So who is doing that? The devil is doing that. The truth is, and I would say, well, here's the middle, this is this poor Ukraine. Listen, Ukraine, I, from what I've seen and what I've known in some of my dealings, and I dealt with a very prominent man who was a ministry of the cabinet and, and, and was, was there for years, it's as corrupt as anything. And, 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 but we, we're, we're pushed into taking a side over here, and we're pushed into taking a side over here. And so we, this is the devil's tactic where, where he'll try to, 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 you know, if you ever went to science class, they would show you a magnet and that the opposite of poles, the poles, not the Polish people, 
but, but on a magnet, and, and, and he said how, how they would repel themselves when you turned them in a certain way against each other. And other times, they would attract. Well, the devil would try to polarize. So you, you think, Brother Ed, well, that, that would never happen amongst us. It's happened from the very beginning of the Christian church. <laughs> Listen, there was Peter. And Peter, he was a Jew and, and Paul was, well, and, and Peter really was amongst the Jerusalem, the people in Jerusalem. But here was Paul, he was a messenger of the Gentiles. And Paul was the messenger, and he had the truth. And he comes back, he was out in Arabia, he comes back, and he comes back to Jerusalem 14 years later, and he meets up with Peter, and Peter is acting one way with the Gentiles, eating everything, but then when he comes amongst the Jews, he follows the old Jewish traditions. And, and Paul, as tactful as he could, withstood him to the face. <laughs> You're not doing right. Listen, if we're honest sometimes, we get influenced by the spirit of the age. And, and I think, well, I can't go up in the pulpit and, and say this about homosexuality and say this if we listen to the age. But I'll tell you, I get in prayer and I say, when I get in prayer, I said, Lord, help me not to compromise. On the other hand, I'm not going to get caught up blasting it because that's what the devil would want me to do. And all we are is, I'm against this, and I'm against this, I'm against this. There, there's a lot of people that followed the gospel in the beginning because they didn't like Rome. Hey, I like this movement. This movement is against Rome. I'm going to join this movement. But they didn't really stand for truth. They, they, they didn't really want it. They just had a, they had a, a beef with Rome. I'm, 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 I'm really going at this very loosely, but I, I, I got some real things I want to get to, and I'm probably not going to get to all of them today. Now, the devil's whole thing is to divide and conquer. So the word polarize it says to cause something, especially uh, uh, to cause someone that, that contains to, to, to cause different people to go into two completely conflicting and opposing points of view. So to, to polarize is to put a black out here and a white over here and to bring distortion and, and people are way out on a limb but they can't even come back because they're trying to counteract something. Let, I, I gotta give you some examples and I'm trying to find a good example to use. Let's say, okay, uh, no, I, I, won't, I won't do it. Let, let's go to Philippians chapter one. Philippians chapter one. I'm, I'm just trying to lay some principles. I'm actually gonna use this in, in, in a little bit on Sunday. And, 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 and Sunday I'm probably more prepared for, and I'm trying to lay some foundation than I am for this today. But Philippians chapter 1. Now here's Paul, the messenger to the age. And, and, and I, I like Paul because, you know, Paul could, he knew the spirit that was in him, and he knew the things that were around him. Let's just go to verse 12. I would have you understand, brethren, that the things that happened to me have fallen out rather 
to the furtherance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in other places, and many of the brethren, waxing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Ah, oh, Paul, the messenger, he's in a Roman jail, he's this, he's that. Ah, there's nothing to it. And they, they're, I, I can comment just as good as Paul can. Verse 15, some indeed, Paul recognizes, preach Christ even of envy and strife. Others, some also, of goodwill. The one preaches Christ of contention, not sincerely, supposing to add to my, add affliction to my bonds. So he's saying people are using the word and they're using it for their personal agendas. And he's saying, now the other one, of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. What then? Notwithstanding, every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, I therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. Now that's really strange. Paul, you mean you're happy when they come out and they, they have this? Yeah, because the truth will set you free. God, God holds the truth. He brings it to the hearts of, of people. And, and so... Paul, Paul is, he, he's dealing with all of these things. Now, remember, I, I think even, even the age we in, if we had Brother Branham here, we would have the most terrible time. First of all, it's a worldwide message, and everybody would want to be where Brother Branham was. And they, they, would, they would look at how he was and be there and be in the meetings, but God knew that he had to take the messenger off the scene and leave the voice and allow the spirit to work. Now when Paul was there, they, 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 they all had this image because Paul would write letters, much like we have tapes in this last day, and Paul, the letters were so authoritative, the people would say, man, God is just speaking to us. And then they came and met Paul and they said, that's Paul? The guy with these Weighty letters that strike fear. His, his, he's contemptible to look at. Because, they, see, we attach, we attach to the flesh realm something. And, and I would say it this way. Sometimes we, we, can, we, can, we can go the other way. We can exalt the flesh. We can exalt the messenger. Oh, he's the messenger. He knew everything. No, there was a spirit in him. He was a sinner saved by grace. But we have a hard time detaching the spirit part from the flesh part. I, I, I got to try and go a little further with this. First, first Corinthians chapter 1. First Corinthians chapter 1. Verse 10. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, that there be no divisions among you, that you be perfectly joined together of the same mind and in the same judgment. For it has been declared unto me of you, my brethren, that by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. You mean this pure gospel that just came out, there's contentions? Yeah, there's a devil out there. And this I say that every one of you says, one says, I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos, I'm of Cephas, 
and I'm of Christ. Now, Paul, listen, this, these, these are people just like us. And, and sometimes we get this way. Oh, there is nobody that can minister to me like brother so-and-so. Or brother so-and-so. And, and we, we elevate that and we put that and we make that part of it. I, I want to see Christ in the body. I want to see Christ in not just a fiery evangelist. I want to see Christ when he comes in a teacher. I want to see Christ when there's an apostle that goes out. I want to see Christ in the pastor. I want to see Christ in the, in, in, in the prophet. But here, here's the devil. He, he tries to bring it this way. What? To bring contentions. And Paul would have to say, you know, and, and we could have it this way. Well, and, and we could actually make camps. Well, I'm, I, am of, I am of the Perugia, or I am of the two souls, or I am of the thunders. And some of these maybe have, we haven't experienced or affected, and some of you haven't, but they've been around the message. I am of the tapes. I am of the fivefold. <laughs> and, and, and listen... And I, I'll just, let me just, while I'm here, while I'm here, listen. I am not against my brethren that believe the tapes. But I'll say this, I believe the tapes and I believe also what the Bible said. That there would be gifts that God would send that would need to be there for the perfecting of the saints. So, so there, it's beyond just this. And so, but if we're not careful, we can entrench and we can, we can go and we can say, well, I'm way over here on the tapes because I've seen so many errors with, with preachers and they've made so many mistakes and that justifies it and it's not necessarily a correct justification. You know, if you use that justification, you could say, well, I, I am just going to get my food organically because I've gone to the supermarket and I got rotten food there one time and it turned rotten on me and I'm never going back again. Well, I'll tell you what, there might be a time in the middle of winter you're going to have to go to the supermarket. You know, and so you can be justified over here. And then the other side, no, I've just seen it. There's no way. I'm not over in that camp. And I'll say that the two work together. We'll always need to listen to tapes. And we will need the ministry too. But the devil would try to polarize you over here or over here. And you're taking a position that's extreme. Now, so, so Paul is dealing with this and he says... I, some says I'm a Paul, some I'm this, and others say I'm of Brother Branham. He's my pastor. He's my everything. Well, I, I, I beg to differ with, with that, and I'll get into that on Sunday a little bit. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you, or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God I didn't baptize anybody but Christus and Gaius, lest anybody should say that I baptized in my own name. Oh, Paul, you had issues like that too. Yes, <laughs> you had issues like that too. I baptize also the household of Stephanus. And, and, and he would go on, verse 18, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. So sometimes we get these positions. Let me use one here. What if, what if we're coming up to Thanksgiving? What if there was a saying that went out, you really didn't observe Thanksgiving unless you had turkey? And somebody, you went to somebody's house and they only had ham. You, you're not a real believer, are you? 
because you only had ham. And really, the faith, so you've got a personal opinion that's derived by culture, and now you make it an issue. Friends, I, I, listen, the, the, the devil is so shrewd. <laughs> he, he will make issues out of things. And I'm using a natural example. I, we've had people, because we don't pass the offering plate that have left this church. You don't pass the offering plate? I'm out the door. Yeah, that's the truth. Well, we have an offering box. You're welcome to use it. I shared it, I shared it with somebody else the other day. But there's people that do that. There, there, there's people that, you know, you know here, here, here's, here's the thing that, that we have. And, and, and I, I want you to just think about this for a minute. We have to be able to understand the difference between being ecumenical and compromising. So sometimes we can become so dogmatic on something when God actually allows differences. And then other times we can allow differences on something that God is actually dogmatic about. Oh, well, who says you, you have to come to church anyway? As long as you got the... the well, I'll tell you what, there's certain things that God's pretty straight about. So I, I don't want to go, I, I don't want to, I want to be able to have the right spirit and understand things. Let, let me go to another one that, that Paul speaks on here for a minute. And it's in Philippians chapter 4. I didn't give you this one, Ethan, but, but let me just go to Philippians chapter 4. So Paul is, is talking here, and, and, and he's, oh, I'm in Colossians, apologize. Philippians chapter 4. And, uh, okay, in verse 4, listen, he says, rejoice in the Lord always, okay, so that means rejoice always, and again I say rejoice, like, didn't you just cover that in the first part, Paul? No, but rejoice, let your moderation be known unto all men, the Lord is at hand, in other words, don't go on extremes, you know, sometimes, I, I'll tell you where this came from. I, I was burdened for an individual, and I was going to pray, and I went down to pray in the morning. And, and, and I was, you know, sometimes, even though things, you know, we attach things to somebody. Like, I, I've had it happen to me. Somebody, somebody says, well, where do you go to church? Such and such. Oh, yeah, Okay. Well, I see right now that they've slotted me somewhere. They don't know anything about me. They don't know anything, but they've put me in a, in a camp or in a group or something in their mind. And we can do the same thing. We can do that in our home. We can say in our home, okay, you know, these people are such and such. And our kids grow up with that feeling. And it's just a feeling. It's not word-based. And we infringe that on our children. We can do that in a church. We can, we can say, well... It's, this is the way it is. It's the only church there is. It's the only thing that there is. It's the only way to do it. And we make it so dogmatic. And it isn't necessarily that. And then we take a person, and, and, and the question that, that Brother Brandon would they'd ask him said, can a real believer, Holy Ghost-filled believer, be influenced by evil spirits? And I thought, 
Well, that's obvious. And, and the answer was not so obvious when I got it back and I read it. And Brother Ram said, absolutely. A real believer can be influenced by evil spirits. But the minute we see them doing something, we attach a viewpoint that is downward. They, they're dropped some notches in us. And, and we, we attach a working of the enemy to them instead of remembering that that's my brother. That's my sister. And, and, and loving the person but hating the spirit. And, and we have a tough time separating that sometime. And the, the, the enemy wants to do it. Well, they don't see it just the way I see it. Well, okay, if they don't see it the way you don't see it, does that make them evil? Because that, that's, again, one camp over here, one camp over there. Come, let us reason together. Okay, I, I understand how you can see that. And, and can you understand? Okay, well, we have a basis for fellowship. But, but here, here's the enemy. He'll, he'll try to say, they did this. They, they lean that way. Therefore, they're such and such. That's not where they are necessarily. Paul says, let your moderation be known. Now I lost it. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but let in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. There was a pastor in Africa. And a family left his church. And he was praying about it. And he didn't know what to do. And, and he said, Lord, he was praying. And the Lord said, just leave it alone. Leave it alone. And he never went out and said anything about it, never went and did anything, just prayed for them. 20 years later, 20 years later, a son came in, the family came back, they were restored. We don't even know why it happened the way it happened. And he says, they're God's children. And, and, and I could have gone in and messed it up, but I had to listen to what God was saying. And, and, and I, I just say, I'm, friends, I'm trying to say it. We need to keep a balance. The enemy would want to polarize things and do things. I, I need to read this from, from the, um, the church age book. And Brother Branham would talk about how things would start. He would talk about the deeds, the doctrine, etc. So he said, in the early church, um, he talked about how in the beginning... God started just like he did Moses, led Moses out of Israel. This was a God-selected, God-ordained, Holy Ghost move. Then they rebelled and wanted their own set of rules and creeds. They wanted a king. That's how, and, and then it went into complete apostasy and oblivion. That's how the first church age started, and it will get worse and worse. So he talks here, in the early church, it was called the deeds. It became... A doctrine. Now, listen to how he said. So the deeds, a thought. Well, I, I believe this. And, I, and, and, if, and if you don't believe it the way I believe it, see, it's okay to have an opinion, but on the other hand, you need to have grace. You know, and, and, you, and, 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 and you can put a period on something and say, this is the way it is. But I'll tell you what, there's times I've not known something till God opened it up to me. 
And we need to give allowance for the working of God. So sometimes we can say it at deeds like, well, if you don't pass the offering plate, that, that, that's it. But there's differences in different churches. And so the deeds, he says, then it became, became a doctrine. It became the standard. It became the unbending way. It finally took over and God was pushed aside. It started so small, so quietly, so inoffensively. It looked so small. It seemed so sound. But it caught a hold and it was like a python. It squeezed out every breath and killed out all the spiritually, spirituality there was in a church. Now, I'm just saying this for us to keep our spirit clean before God. I, 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 we all hold certain convictions. When I come up here, I don't try to preach about Thanksgiving only being Thanksgiving because it's turkey or ham. I'm just using something very innocuous. There's things that I have questions on in the message. I don't try to make it a question. But take what God has given us and say, this is what it is. And let everyone say, yeah, that's what it is. We have an authority. We have an absolute. And let's stand behind that. Let's rally behind that. Well, I, I don't see it quite that way, but I'll, I'll go along with you. How many can say, I'll give it a little bit of grace? I mean, you can become very passionate about something. And your passion is good, but your passion, if you're not careful, can go over into fanaticism. And, and the difference is, is when you cross the line of the Word of God, and then it becomes fanaticism. You go into the Middle East, and there are religions, they have no problem pulling a gun on somebody that doesn't believe the way they do. Have you watched what's been going on in Iran? A woman, a woman who didn't wear her hijab just right was called out by the morality police in that country and died three days later in police custody. And now the, the nation's in an uproar and, and, and it's just, just gone, gone crazy. That is fanaticism. That is way out there. But, you know, on the other hand, you, you can just say, well, that, that's being dogmatic. And, and the whole word dogma actually means holding an opinion that is not necessarily true. You can have a dogma. You can have an opinion. Well, I, I don't believe that. This should be, this should be. But I'll say this. Let's always hold the sword correctly. Listen. I'm, I'm just, this is not coming out the way I wanted it to, but I, I, I wanted to get to something for Sunday. I, I want to be able to, when somebody comes, and Brother Branham would say, apply the token. Sometimes we take a prophet, and, and, and you're saying, well, the prophet, you know, and we take him, I've been to the place on, on, on Mount uh, in Sabino Canyon. There's a little hollow where the sun came through and Brother Branham had his hands up and the sword came in his hand. And the sword, and he says, and he says, what's this? And he said, I've always been scared of it. He said, it's the king's sword. And Brother Branham says, not a king's sword, the king's sword. It was, it epitomized what he was holding to this generation. Now, Brother Branham reverenced that. And God did not give that to him lightly. 
But he had to allow his character to be formed. He had to allow him to come to a place where he would hold that reverently and he would use it that way. And as a prophet, he would cut, he would do things, he would do certain things in a certain way. And, and, and that was under a certain anointing, which, which we'll come to. But I'll say this, that was also a prophet. Prophet could do certain things that we couldn't do because he could do it rightly. And yet God had to also correct him because under, under that he would, he would have the attitude, well, if they're not going to listen to me, they're Rickies and they're Rickettas. And the prophet had to be corrected because his attitude wasn't right when he was holding that sword. What about us? Brother Ed, well, I've got the word. I, 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 you know what? And we can go to extremes. It's like I said before. We can be so dogmatic sometimes when God allows differences. Well, what's it going to be like in heaven? Will there be animals? Will there be this? Oh, I, I don't know. It's not necessarily a doctrine we need to die on here. Like, <laughs> you know, and, and say, well, if you don't see it and believe. No, I don't understand everything. Neither did the prophet. And he would say, to my best opinion. And then on the other hand, when God is very dogmatic about something, don't have nothing to do with Moab, don't have nothing to do with the Catholic Church, don't have nothing to do with that, the image to the beast. And we can be, oh, does it really matter? See, there's two extremes here. And we need to be rightly dividing this, the, the word of God. I watched the way Brother Branham would take the message and he would come to the last few messages in the ministry in 1965 and, and he would talk about the, the, the different messages about there's five musts that you can't do. And he says, you, you've got to rightly discern. You've got to do these things. Why did God leave these things? Because he knew where we would be today. And I say, oh God, let me have reverence for the word of God. I'm closing. Let me have reverence for it. Let me be prayerful. Let me have a right attitude. Let me not use the sword as something to cut people down. If it needs to be, it needs to be. But there's, it'll be God that'll prompt it. As, as Paul, he had a, a woman with a spirit that followed him. And Paul was grieved, and yet God did not give him the release to deal with it. And then finally God said, okay, go ahead, Paul. And then he says, that spirit, he addressed the spirit, and it came out of her, the woman. So, so there's a time and a season how we use it. And then on the other hand, we use the word to, to actually lift somebody, to help them, to encourage them. We, we use it in a right way. Listen, I, I, if I could, come, let's have the musicians come. You know, the, the world we live in, there's certain things that happen, we can't control them. And, and you could say, sometimes there's movements, and good people get caught up in movements. Good people can get caught up in denominations. But sometimes it's because of the absence of truth. They see nothing else and they're hungry for something and they misplace it. And as Brother Adam would say, there's a control tower for the flesh and there's a control tower for the soul. And they're hungry and they try to feed it with something else. I think it was Gandhi. Gandhi says, I have no problem with Jesus Christ. But I do have a problem with Christians because how they portrayed him. I want to portray Christ the right way. I don't want to be one that says, well, listen, I'd want it to be that, that people would look at our lives and say, 
I love the way they worship. I love the way they treat one another. I love the way they exemplify Christ in their lives. I love the way that they, they handle the word. When, when somebody is obviously wrong, they, they don't go out and say, hey, have you not heard that tape? Have you not did this? Don't you know this? I give somebody the time of day. Allow them to speak. Allow them to know you love them. Allow them to know you're interested. Holding the sword of the Spirit. How do we hold it sometimes? I've not always held it correctly. Sometimes if, if, we, if we don't, maybe I haven't held it correctly in my home. Maybe sometimes I haven't held it correctly here. But God help me to hold it better all the time. Allow me, oh God, grace to rightly divide. Allow me that I can use it in a right way when, when, I, when it needs to be, as, as we used on Sunday, when it needs to be a rod, to use it as a rod. When it needs to be a staff, let me use it as a staff. All right, Brother John, are you there? <laughs> oh, my. Well, I, I, I'm going to close. I, I just feel like I didn't do justice to that, but I, 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 I had my notes for Sunday, but I didn't have my notes for today properly. So anyway, we're, we'll, we'll pick up some of this on Sunday in a different way. And, and anyway, how many are glad to be Christians? Amen. Let's stand together. <coughs> well, I, there's a number of songs I had, and didn't put them down here, but let's, let's, let's just sing, I shall not be, I shall not be moved. Let's sing that one. This is for all of you who want to be dogmatic about, because it's good to be dogmatic about truth, and, and, the, and the word is the truth. I won't be moved, but I'm also going to give grace to somebody. Let's sing, Jesus is my Savior. Oh, Jesus, Jesus is my Savior, I shall not be moved. In His love and favor, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the waters, I shall not be moved. I shall not be I shall not be moved, I shall not be, I shall not be moved, just like a tree that's planted by the waters, I shall not be moved, in my Christ abiding, I shall not be moved, in His love I'm hiding, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the waters. Oh, I shall not be moved. And if I trust Him ever, I shall not be moved. He will fail me never. I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the waters. I shall not be moved. On His Word I'm feeding, I shall not be moved. He's the one that's leading, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the waters. 
Just like a tree that's planted by the waters, I shall not be moved. In His love abiding, I shall not be moved. In Him I'm confiding, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the waters, oh, I shall not be moved. And though all hell assail me, I shall not be moved. Jesus will not fail me, I shall not be moved just like a tree. That's planted by the waters. Oh, I shall not be moved. Though the tempest rages, I shall not be moved. And on the rock of ages, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the waters. Oh, I shall not be moved, and I shall not be, I shall not be moved, I shall not be, I shall not be moved, just like a tree that's planted by the waters, I shall not be moved. In Psalms chapter 1, David would talk about the tree that was planted by rivers of water. And I believe there's many rivers. And if we're planted, and it said it will not cast her fruit in an untimely way. When the, when the heat comes, it will still be blossoming. It'll still be flourishing. Now that's talking about a natural tree, but there's a spiritual tree, which we are. And I believe that if we're planted by those waters... It'll bring forth even when the world isn't. You can stand in the middle of a world that's going insane. And you can stand there with truth, gird about your loins. You can hold the sword of the Spirit. And you can be the very force that still stands in this last age. There's a scripture in Jeremiah 17. And it would say in verse 5, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man and maketh flesh his arm and whose heart departeth from the Lord. We knew Jesus after the flesh, but henceforth we know him no more. We, we know Brother Branham, the one who is the hunter. We know all these things. But there was a spirit of God that was in that message. There's a spirit of God that was in Jesus Christ. It says in verse 6, if you put your trust in flesh, you will be like heath in the desert. You shall not see good when it comes. You'll inhabit parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land not inhabited. Verse 7, blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. He shall be as a tree 
planted by the waters and spreads out her roots by the river and shall not see when the heat comes and her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought neither shall cease from yielding fruit. I believe we can be that. We have a message that we feed on. You stay in prayer. You stay in the Word of God. You keep your spirit clean. I believe that you can, you don't have to be swayed to go way out there and way out here. But Lord, I want to walk with you here. Amen. I, I believe that we can have that and I desire to have that. I worship you in spirit and in truth. I worship you in spirit and in truth, lifting holy hands, I worship you, I praise your name, I love you, yes, I do. Spirit and in truth.